Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. One of my favorite guests joins us at the bottom of the hour. And uh, it's going to be huge, I promise you. Should I tell him? Uh. <laughs> Dave Rubin joins us at the bottom of the hour. I uh, do enjoy. You know, have you noticed um, uh, uh, Newsmax is uh, is just blowing up in in a dramatic fashion since Tucker left. Uh, he left uh, uh, Fox News. He was fired from uh, Fox News, and uh, and now uh, not only are we gaining just a, this enormous amount of people viewing the show, but also some of the greatest guests. Uh, are just uh, just uh, just amazing. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson was on with Eric Bowling last week. Matt Gates on with Chris Plant last week. Uh, just a, the lineup is amazing. The lineup is you're watching Newsmax. You just look in the right corner and you see who's coming up next. You're like, oh my god, it's a cavalcade of newsmakers and thought leaders, and it is uh, it is awesome. So uh, make sure to get the Newsmax app on your phone uh, if you want something to listen to in your car and you can pair it. You know, whatever. Just uh, you can do that, or you can uh, go to NewsmaxTV.com and uh, get details there as to where you can find us. And we're, of course, back on 349 on uh, on DirecTV, which is huge, 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 huge. Uh, last week, we found out a whole lot about the, uh, the fact that the FBI was actively involved in at least a couple of political campaigns, 2016 and 2020. Uh, you know, I have been told for the last two and a half years that I should not talk about the 2020 election. I should not talk that I think that the election was in doubt because it was uh, stolen. I should not talk about it. You should move on. And last week, we find out that the FBI and the CIA literally was involved in the 2020 election, not only shutting down the Hunter Biden story, but also the former chief counsel of the FBI who created the Russia collusion hoax with Hillary Clinton, which was illegal in electioneering, which was essentially a a coup attempt and then a successful coup in 2020, he went to uh, Twitter to shut down the story. And then, then uh, the the FBI, uh, uh, Tony Blinken, who now is the Secretary of State, got a bunch of uh, former intelligence officials to sign a letter saying that uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian dis- disinformation. It was di- given to uh, Joe Biden before a debate with Donald Trump and effectively helped to throw the debate by the way, the bigger crime is the fact that the FBI has sat on his laptop and done nothing with the information inside of it. That said, we have had the federal government, our federal government, the deep state has been involved in a number of elections, and they have all been to the favor of Democrats, although unsuccessfully got Hillary Clinton elected in 2016. We can't leave this in the past. People are going to have to pay for this. And the reason why they're so terrified of Donald Trump becoming the president is because everything is coming out. Thanks to the First Amendment, some curious individuals not in our mainstream media, uh, thanks to Elon Musk buying Twitter, among other things, we are discovering the deep state ran deep and far to cover every aspect 
of our lives, from CRT being taught in schools to Black Lives Matter being uh, uh, an organization that is worthless to uh, to uh, the southern border being closed to uh, being six feet from someone will save you from getting COVID, that the vaccine works, all of that nonsense, all of that nonsense that you said, I don't think that's true. I don't think, you know, I don't think that the vaccine is going to keep me from getting COVID and the government and the deep state and the mainstream media and big tech all screamed, that's disinformation, even though they knew you were right. And then in the middle of all of it, the DHS, under the leadership of Alejandro Mayorkas, they created a department of disinformation just to shut you up even more. But that had to be gotten rid of. And they did. But don't think that the Democrat Party and the deep state aren't trying to control your speech coming up to the next election. We'll get to that. But here, Kevin McCarthy expects the FBI to cooperate, releasing the crucial FD-1023 form to Congress that outlines Joe Biden and a foreign national bribery scheme, which happened while he was the vice president. You kind of of wonder if maybe uh, Barack Obama knew about it. We know that Barack Obama knew that the uh, Russian dossier was fake. We knew that uh, the, uh, that uh, Barack Obama and, and uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, and uh, uh, Joe Biden and uh, Jim Comey, uh, James Comey, they all knew that the uh, Russia collusion with uh, Donald Trump was a lie, and they went with it for years. I'm not ready to let that go. This is Kevin McCarthy, and he says he's optimistic he's going to get the information. Not, you know, we know about Russia collusion, but now we're finding out that Joe Biden was selling influence when he was the VP. Well, I want to be very clear with the FBI director that Congress has a right, and we have the jurisdiction to oversee the FBI. This is one piece of paper that a chairman of a committee has requested to see. He hasn't even acknowledged whether he has this document, but he hasn't even provided it. I explained to the director that we will do everything in our power and we have the jurisdiction over the FBI that we have the right to see this document. Mm. I believe after this call we will get this document. Yeah, and they're going to fight it tooth and nail. Now, there's also this, and we talked about this on Friday. You want to know how complicit the FBI is and has been in electioneering and throwing elections? Well, the FBI back in 2016, ahead of the presidential elections, dropped four investigations into Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Now, I told you that there was no compelling evidence that Donald Trump would collude with Russia, that Russia wanted Donald Trump as the president, because Donald Trump was a hawk on defense, on energy, uh, patriotism, the military, the whole deal. No compelling interest. Hillary Clinton had been bought and paid for. I told you that. I've been saying that for years. And I've been proven right. Special Counsel John Durham on Monday released his final report concluding the FBI had no verified intel when it opened Crossfire Hurricane. Durham blasted Hillary Clinton for her, quote, plan to stir up scandal against U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump by tying him up, tying him to Putin and the Russians, hacking of the Democrat National Committee. So there you go. Durham admitted the plan and did nothing about it. Then the FBI dropped four investigations into Hillary and Bill ahead of the 2016 election while the Bureau and the entire might of the U.S. government was bearing down on Trump-based 
on zero evidence and knowing that the rumors of Russia collusion came from the Clinton campaign. This is how filthy, rotten, stinking the deep state is. This is why I say we need a, at least, at least a convention of states to go in and decide which uh, departments have been colluding, which departments are redundant and need to go away, and they need to downside, a, downsize a very large part of the federal government and return to the power of the states because if anything this has shown all of what i'm talking about the last 10 years all of this should say to all of us that the the swamp and the deep state are not here for you and me they are there only from one another and they put the pedal to the metal during covid and during the last four or five election cycles Every top official in the Obama administration knew in August 2016, including Barack Obama and Joe Biden, there was zero evidence that Donald Trump had anything to do with Russia. They all lied to the American public for several years and persecuted Trump based on this horrible, dishonorable lie. And here is Hakeem Jeffries saying about all of this that we're just trying to make a mountain out of a mole hill with regard to all of the, the ways that the government tried to interrupt, disrupt, and throw elections in the Democrats' favor. Well, I haven't had the opportunity to closely review the Durham report, but as far as I can tell, um, this is another example, generally, of right-wing conservatives in terms of their reaction to it, uh, trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. And this is what the extreme MAGA Republicans on the uh, there we go. There we go the uh, There we go, the MAGA, the MAGA Republicans again, and MAGA Republicans. And again, I tell you, who are they afraid of? And they should be. They should be afraid of Donald Trump. Last week, I remember there was a big poll out, and the New York Post said that Donald Trump would get beaten by Joe Biden. Joe Biden only increased in popularity because of the town hall at CNN, which I said, oh, you're out of your freaking mind. And I was right, because now all of the polls nationally are saying that Donald Trump is seven or nine points ahead of Joe Biden in the general election. And I said the reason they brought that out is because Donald Trump got five million viewers on CNN's town hall, the highest ratings they've had forever, five times the normal average, then, then the Durham report. And so they had to say that because of all of this, it didn't make any difference, and Donald Trump was still going to get beaten by Joe Biden. But it was a pile of crap like so many other things that we've been fed. And then there's the story of another black mark for the FDI, FBI. The Bureau misused surveillance, a surveillance tool, more than 278,000 times on January the 6th suspects, crime victims, political donors, and BLM activists, although they didn't do anything with the BLM activists. They only went after the January 6ers. I'll get some audio on this in just a second, uh, including uh, Matt Gates uh, questioning of Marcus Allen last week about what happened on Capitol Hill January the 6th. I sat on January the 7th. It was a Reichstag moment. It was very clear. It was political theater, and, uh, and it looks like that's coming out. Because one of the reasons why the FBI is holding back the videotape inside the U.S. Capitol is because they're afraid that many of their operatives and agents will be uncovered, which means that the crowd was massively infiltrated by the Federal Bureau of Investigations. They didn't have to be there. The Capitol Police were supposedly in charge. Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington, D.C. said no to National Guard troops. So there's no reason for the FBI to be infiltrating the Capitol unless they were creating something.
Let's go to Kathy in Stevensville, Maryland. Hello, Kathy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, thank you. I'm just wondering why, first of all, the FBI should just be completely obliterated and start it over, start it over, mm-hmm. or come up with a completely different situation. Yes. Um, I don't know why they're beholden to Hillary, Hillary Clinton. I think she's, I think a lot of people think she's an awful woman. She is foul-mouthed and just an awful, evil person for what she's done. And the fact that people follow her, why? You would think they would want to take her down more than they would Donald Trump. You would would think, you know, it's amazing the lengths that Democrats will go to defend people who are absolutely corrupt, painfully, obviously corrupt, uh, uh, you know, or failing like Joe Biden. I don't know who finds a political advantage in leaving Joe Biden as the president or or reelecting him as the president. Unless there are those who, you know, are running the uh, operation now, uh, who I believe uh, are directly tied with Barack Obama. It's fairly clear. Um, so I guess uh, how many arrows are you going to take some, uh, from for someone before you actually realize they're a net negative? Apparently, we haven't gotten that way with, uh, with Hillary Clinton. I'm not sure exactly... What celebrating her is all about. She lost in 2016. She's not a popular person, but people are still trying to cover her ass. The FBI did it, obviously, in 2016 because they wanted her to be the the president of the United States. Yeah, I think they were afraid that she would be and then what would happen to them. But I just don't understand why this old woman, anybody wants anything to do with her. She's, she's not attractive, so she doesn't have that going for her. She's really not that smart. Yeah. She's just got people around her that are yes people, and they'll do anything she wants. It's, and they're probably all terrified of being murdered. There is that. I'll just throw that out there. They're really probably terrified of the possibility of ending up rolled up in a carpet in a in a, a park somewhere uh, with a gun. Yeah, and then somehow are able to commit suicide. It's just kind of crazy that way. <laughs> Kathy, I do appreciate the phone call. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. This is Byron Donald, too. By the way, uh, if he voted for, uh, if he voted, or if he ran for president, I would consider supporting him for vice president, eventually president, because the guy uh, is a conservative for real. Here he is talking about the FBI literally shutting down four investigations into Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton's foundation before 2016. I told you that the Hillary Clinton Global Initiative got hundreds of millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs after Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and signed off on the Uranium One deal, allowing the Russians a good portion of our uranium mining rights in this country. That's why the Russians wanted Hillary Clinton to be the president. That's why I guess the FBI did. Here is Byron Donalds talking about the FBI colluding the collusion happened with Hillary Clinton. And the report clearly shows you had, I believe it was uh, Peter Strzok and other people high up in the FBI who came in through a, in one meeting and shut it all down with no reasoning. Then you had back channel text messages and emails saying, well, look, Hillary might be president. So do you think she's going to re- reward you if you continue to look into this? It stinks. And the American people need to know about it. So I think those inv- investigations should be restarted into what was going on with the Clinton Foundation uh, at the time. Because if some of the uh, initial allegations are true, that you had foreign countries donating to the Clinton Foundation for preferential treatment in the future, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, 
there's real concerns that that similar situation is happening with the Biden administration. So we should be looking into Well, of course it is. Of course it is. You know why I know that? Because I'm not stupid. And I also know that we have bank records now that show at least 23 LLCs and uh, $31 million coming from our enemies, particularly communist China to the Biden family, for doing nothing. Well, I wouldn't say that. There's a whole lot of influence peddling. Even old Chuck Todd on uh, NBC this weekend said we need a new church committee. Now, I wasn't all that familiar with the church committee. I was in elementary school when it happened. But they attempted to reform the FBI back in the 1970s because they were super, super corrupt. But now they're super duper corrupt. Worse than you ever imagined. Worse than you ever imagined. The church commission did nothing. They just did the same thing. That's the way it normally happens. Here's Chuck Todd. Look, trust in the FBI is eroding left and right. Um, feels like we're in the moment that we need a real church committee, that this is a moment like Jay, when the J. Edgar Hoover FBI clearly was no longer helping the American people. There was a moment. This feels like we might be in one of those moments. Well, I think pretty much that's the case with most of the federal government at this point. Right? Isn't it? What have they really done for us lately while funding a war in Ukraine? to the tune of $120 billion. What about the southern border? What about uh, inflation? What about energy independence? What the hell have they done that helped us? 40-year high inflation that's not getting better. What has the federal government done for us? Shut us down because of COVID. Rigged our elections with the FBI. What has the federal government done for us lately other than lie to us? This is Matt Gates, and there's this, uh, there's this new report. Apparently, the FBI used, misused a surveillance deal, uh, tool more than 278 times to target January the 6th suspects, crime victims, political donors, and others. This is uh, uh, Matt Gates questioning Marcus Allen, the whistleblowing <clears throat> FBI, FBI agent, about uh, January the 6th. Because apparently there were a whole lot of FBI agents in the Capitol. Is it your belief that you were retaliated against because you shared an email that questioned the truthfulness of FBI Director Christopher Wray? Yes, sir. And you believed that he wasn't truthful based on testimony he'd given to the United States Senate, isn't that right? Yes, sir. And in that testimony to the Senate, you believe that Christopher Wray indicated that there were no confidential informants and no uh, FBI assets that were present at the Capitol on January 6th that were part of the violent riot. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, but apparently they were, and that's one of the reasons why they don't want to turn over the videotape from inside the Capitol, because it shows that there were a lot of FBI agents. Here is a little bit more about uh, from Matt Gates with regard to testimony last week in questioning Marcus Allen. Saw the testimony Christopher Ray had given to Amy Klobuchar in the Senate wasn't true. He seemed to indicate that there were no confidential informants or confidential human sources as part of the group of people who were in the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. And here is um, the, uh, the uh, FBI whistleblower O'Boyle talking about the FBI being there January the 6th. So, Mr. Allen, you got retaliated against for the very thing, for saying the very thing that the Washington field office was telling Boston when the Boston field office was saying, we're not going to go and investigate people that just showed up at a rally without sufficient criminal predicate. 
Uh, the Washington field office told Boston, well, you know what? We can't give you the evidence because it might disclose the very CIs and UCs that you are concerned about. But that doesn't surprise you, Mr. O'Boyle, does it? No, because the FBI was in the Capitol by the dozens. That is true. That's one of the things they're hiding from you and me. Dave Rubin, one of my favorite guests, conservative thought leader, joins us in just a moment. You are listening, my friends, to The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. One of the people who I always look for for a take on the day's events, politics and whatnot, Dave Rubin is the host of the Rubin Report, author of Don't Burn This Country, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How have you been, sir? Rob, I'm doing well. Hey, listen, I live in the free state of Florida, and everybody seems to either love us here or hate us. I'm very comfortable with that emotional uh, disparity, so life's good, you know? No, no, you live in a uh, the new Jim Crow South, according to the NAACP. The NAACP, what the hell, yet honestly, how, what an insult, what an insult to compare uh, Florida to whatever, uh, the, the Jim Crow South, I guess, by saying that Ron DeSantis' policies are, uh, it would prevent black people from wanting to go to Florida, even though some of the high up at the NAACP have lived in Florida for many years. Uh, I think they've really kind of stepped in this one because so many, I don't know, black people live in Florida and everybody knows that Florida isn't racist. What's the reaction you're hearing about? Well, first off, you know, we covered this on my show this morning. You know, the chairman of the board for the NAACP lives in Tampa. So somebody's going to have to tell him that the place is racist. That's, yeah. that's one thing for you. Uh, number two, uh, there are more black-owned businesses in Florida than any other state in the nation. Uh, second most for women-owned businesses, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but more than anything else, I mean, the hilarity of this thing is that, Rob, call me old school, call me crazy, whatever you want to call me. I believe that black people, much like white people and Asian people and straight people and gay people, want the same things. They would like a society that is safe, that is fair, where they can go out and their roads are clean, there isn't a homeless problem, there isn't a drug problem, et cetera, et cetera. Florida is leading the nation in all of those things. The idea that somehow Florida is not safe for black people or not safe for gay people is patently absurd. I would say the silver lining to this is like almost everything that now happens to Florida, which is that it's probably going to keep out a certain set of crazy leftists, regardless yes. of their skin color. And I am okay with that. But yeah. it's just, it's just kind of sad because it's, if you want to be free and flourish, Florida is the place for you, regardless of your skin color. You know, and, and listen, uh, I want my family to move to Florida. My wife is relenting. She wants to move to North Carolina near her sister. So there's two negatives, uh, not Florida and near her sister for me. Um, but anyway... <laughs> I didn't think it's funny. You know, a few weeks ago, we heard that Florida was very anti-gay. And I'm like, well, apparently you haven't been to Miami or the Keys lately. I mean, really? <laughs> you know? I, I mean, it's just, it's all so ridiculous. Nobody's coming for gay people here. Nobody's coming for black people. We've done basic things here. And when I say we, I mean the, the DeSantis administration, which is, you know, fully supported by the vast, vast majority of the people. Basic things. Don't have drag shows for kids. We all know that. Don't put gender queer studies in African American uh, age. Know that those things have nothing to do with each other. All the Sanders is doing are things that ten years ago everyone in their right mind would have 
accepted as real and moderate, but of course, real and moderate of 2023, uh, you know, or real and moderate of, say, you know, 2013 is very different than real and moderate of 2023. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. A lot of things happening on last week. We found out of the, the Durham report that uh, there was nothing to base the investigation in Donald Trump for Russia collusion. Uh, but they went ahead with it and they spent millions and millions of dollars. And you and I were uh, were shredded people who uh, who said this isn't possible, that Russia has no compelling interest to have Donald Trump as the president. I recognized it from day one. Then last week, Jake Tapper says this is a major black eye for the FBI. Chuck Todd says that they need, need a new uh, a new uh, Warren uh, Church Commission, I guess. But yet the mainstream media ignored the story. So what is it? Jake Tapper says it's a really big deal. Uh, Chuck Todd says there needs to be a new church commission. And yet ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS are ignoring the story altogether. What's your take and what's going to happen? What's the fallout going to be with regard to all of the FBI's malfeasance, uh, whether that be involvement in Hillary Clinton's election in 2016 or FBI involvement with the 2020 election? or this Russia collusion hoax? You know, I'd say on the purely media side, you have to take a mea culpa by Jake Tapper with a certain degree of skepticism because, you know, he was one of the main people constantly pushing Russia hoax. And how many times somebody could do the research on this? How many times did he have Adam Schiff, for example, on his show to push debunk theories? You know, one of the problems that I think we're having as a country right now is we get Years later, I keep saying that truth is a time-release pill. So, you know, two years after things happen, we seem to find out the truth, whether it's COVID lab leak, whether vaccines don't work, whether it's Russia collusion. You know, the list goes on and on. The problem is nobody ever gets fired. Nobody seems to ever pay the, the price. You know, I'm not for a society that's based in retribution. But unless we can really come to grips with some of these things, really understand, boy, there was a whole machine in place to lie about Russia collusion and undermine Trump's presidency. And it actually started even before he was president. And it went not only likely through the Obama White House, but through the mainstream media and into big tech and all of the nonsensical hearings. Until we have some reckoning with that, these things will happen again and again. And unfortunately, I don't think there's any evidence that there's going to be any reckoning. Nobody's getting fired because of this. Nobody's, you know, people get hauled out in front of Senate or in front of the Congress and they get, you know, slapped on the wrist and it's viral for a day, but then nothing happens. And to me, that's not what a serious society should do. You shouldn't be running around trying to jail your political opponents. But when people break the, the bond of trust that should be between a poli- you know, po- politicians and the constituents or the media and their viewers, something has to be done. And until we get to that place, we'll, we'll just keep doing this over and over. Um, uh, last week, we found out with Matt Gates uh, questioning several of <clears throat> the FBI whistleblowers that apparently uh, the FBI is reticent to release the uh, videotape from inside the Capitol because it appears that they don't want to uncover some FBI operatives in the crowd. Do you suppose that's the only reason why the federal government, uh, you know, and and uh, uh, the uh, the head of the uh, Chuck Schumer? would demand that the the video from inside the Capitol be withheld and, oh, by the way, effectively shut down the uh, Tucker Carlson expose on that uh, the day after he started to run video. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if it's the only reason, but it certainly is a, uh, let's say, up there reason. You know, it's it's becoming fairly obvious that whether you want to call the events of January 6th a total 
setup or, or a hoax to some degree or whatever. You had a lot of misguided people, but there just simply is no doubt that, well, now we know that there were probably dozens of federal agents in that crowd. Were they instigating violence on top of the fact, you know, were they encouraging people to go in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and everything else uh, is is all nonsense. You know, we, we've for three years been sitting on there was an insurrection, an insurrection. There were no plans. Nobody had a diagram. <laughs> Nobody yes. was taking over Congress. Somebody literally took a selfie while sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. I mean, it's all it's all really ridiculous. But I would also link it to what we discussed a moment ago, which is that unless somebody pays the price for this, meaning someone at the FBI is fired or we uncover why did Nancy Pelosi not want a certain amount of security at the Capitol, et cetera, et cetera. Again, we are just doomed to repeat these things. I want to ask you a couple of questions off the subject of uh, the deep state and their incredible corruption that I'm hoping will be exposed and perhaps we'll be able to change the tide, the, uh, the course of the country. Tim Scott announced uh, his candidacy for the president of the United States. Gut feeling about Tim Scott. Donald Trump uh, re- reacted to it this morning uh, a little bit more favorably than a lot of uh, uh, Trump uh, conservatives saying, hold on, where it is? Hold on, I've got to find it here. Uh, I, was, I was looking at a picture of my daughter from her graduation over the weekend. Here's what Donald Trump said. Uh, I had that this weekend. Good luck to Senator Tim Scott in entering the Republican primary race. It is uh, rapidly loading up with lots of people. And Tim is a big step uh, up from Ron DeSanctimonious, who is uh, totally unelectable. I got Opportunity Zones done with Tim, a big uh, deal that has been highly successful. Good luck, Tim. That's what uh, Donald Trump has to say. Your gut feeling about Tim Scott's announcing his candidacy and uh, and some of the other candidates who are, are running for president look i happen to like tim scott i've interviewed tim scott i think he's a he's a decent guy and and you know i think he's got good ideas that are worthy of hearing i don't think he's going to really move the dial which is exactly why trump's congratulating him right you don't congratulate someone you're threatened by you spend all day attacking him which is why even in a congratulations or a welcome party for tim scott he's going after desantis it's very obvious this this thing is a two-man race Trump has spent, you know, I saw on Twitter this morning, and, and your audience is welcome to verify this, that Trump has now spent more money, I think $12.5 million, attacking DeSantis over the last six weeks than he spent on all of the midterm election, meaning helping people get, get elected. So Trump knows who the threat is. And if you look at the New York Times right now, if you look at Time Magazine, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, the whole gamut, everybody's going after DeSantis. So I sense that these national polls, that they keep showing us are going to change very, very rapidly once DeSantis gets in, which likely is going to be this week. I think people have just been sort of sitting on him like, hey, I'm not going to throw my full support if he hasn't even announced yet. But I think the more that DeSantis gets seen, people are going to see competency. I think they're going to see clarity. I think they're going to see a lack of scandal and a lack of drama and and no none of the Twitter nonsense. And I think that's what people want. And, you know, Rob, where did we start this conversation? The nonsense from the NAACP related to Florida. 1,200 people a day moved to Florida, over a million people in three years. So you don't even have to care about policy. Just at the end of the day, where do people move to and where do they leave? Well, they leave Cali and they move to Florida. Florida also just closed up its bigger, biggest quarter in state history related to tourism. So if it's anti-black and it's anti-business related to Disney and it's anti-gay and everything else, then man, well, then I'm all those things too. 
Yeah, Dave. No, actually, <clears throat> I think the big uh, the big thing is the the giant annual KKK convention that they have in uh, in Miami is bringing all the tourism dollars because you know yeah, white yeah, white exactly. supremacy is such a big deal, Dave. I mean, I'm, well, I I'm think you know you're thinking of the I think you're thinking of the white party, <laughs> which is a whole different situation. So, so Dave, I'll just say you you sound like you're a DeSantis guy. Yeah, I, I think okay, that's fine. Candidate, sure. Okay. Well, I, I disagree. I'm a Trump dude. I'm not afraid to say it. And I say the best person uh, will be the candidate. Um, so, you know, I think we agree to disagree on that. Um, but uh, uh, well, with regard... Go ahead. Go Rob, ahead. Let, me say, let me say real yeah. quick. First off, yeah. I love having, you know, political disagreements or, uh, you know, having a... Choosing a different candidate almost isn't even a political disagreement. In some ways, it's a personality disagreement. My feeling at the moment is that DeSantis... Is, is the guy at the right time generationally to fix things, and he's shown other people how to do it. You know, Trump, I like Trump. I like his kids. I've interviewed him. I've, I've, you know, I, I consider myself a supporter. I gladly voted for him last time. I think that there is something sort of dangerous with him right now related to the, the anger that he is showing. And, you know, on stage he's talking about that he's there. He's, I'm your retribution and just all of the, the stuff, you know, doing the CNN town hall, it's like you're feeding the machine that hates you. You hate the New York Times, but you sit down with Maggie Haberman every week. Oh, the I thing think you need a paradigm shift, and that's what I think DeSantis offers. Well, I think I think you've made some good points. However, when you, uh, you you don't need to fear retribution because the American people are pissed off. And when you look at what the FBI has <laughs> done made, to you, yeah. you look yeah. at the IRS, you look at all the nonsense that's happened. And also, uh, Dave, one thing you forget, and a lot of people want to put this in the rearview mirror, over 70% of Trump voters feel that 2020 was stolen. That's not going anywhere, Dave. And I, there, we may see a shift with regard to his candidacy being announced and the possibility of DeSantis tightening up the race a little bit. But I have a feeling that it would be a really hard sell to get people who are serious supporters of Donald Trump still filling stadiums every time he talks to vote for Ron DeSantis. So we'll see what happens. You know, we will see what happens. And like I said, I, I invite the competition. Dave, you must admit we at least have a deeper bench than the Democrats do at this point. Oh, man. No, what a great what a, what a, what a <laughs> candidate. Yes, yes, look, yes. Trump ends up. If Trump is president come January 25, I'm good to go. And I still got DeSantis as my governor. If it, you know, any of these people, regardless of whether you agree with them or not, say Nikki Haley, clearly qualified, former governor of South Carolina, ambassador to the U.N., Tim Scott, obviously, even Vivek from a business standpoint. You know, this is an interesting yeah. selection of people. And, and that's in stark contrast to what the Democrats put up last time. So again, Rob, we should just let's let's do these shows as often as we can yeah, throughout the election, yeah, and, and even if we're on the other side of things. Like that's that's not a big deal. We want to live in the same country, and we'll figure yeah. it out. We got to save the country, Dave. That's the that's the most important thing. Uh, one final question, real quick. Uh, do you think do you think Biden's going to make it through the race? Because I don't think he is. I mean, I'll tell you this: if if it ends up being DeSantis, that creates a much bigger problem for the Biden people because. The, the age difference, the, the acuity difference, True. all of yeah. that will be so stark that that's going to cause a major problem for them. It's less of a problem if it's Trump. But either way, I mean, there is something not right with him cognitively. Everyone knows it. There is, there is no enthusiasm for his campaign. It's just to keep the Frankenstein monster going. And look, you know, he was in Japan. Was it Japan, I think, two or three days ago? And 
he almost fell down the stairs. I mean, we're, I know. We're always, we're basically always. Sometimes he falls up the stairs, so it was refreshing yes. to see him almost fall down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for comedy purposes, I guess falling up is better. But you know, at the end of the day, we're a half second away from a broken hip and Kamala as president. So who exactly. the hell knows what's going to happen? Exactly. Well, Dave, I appreciate you joining me. We'll see what happens when uh, Ron DeSantis announces his candidacy, and we'll follow it. I'd love to have you back on. In the meantime, check out Dave at, uh, on Twitter at The Rubin Report. Uh, anywhere else people you'd like to steer people to check out your, your stuff, because I think you're fantastic. Thanks, Rob. Always good to talk to you. RubinReport.locals.com. All right, my friend. Take care of yourself. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. I love having Dave Rubin on. And I love having on people who I disagree with, even Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin, uh, and I'll just uh, disagree with him. He's a DeSantis supporter. I think it's great. Go for it. If you support Ron DeSantis, it's great. Uh, but the problem is that Dave Rubin thinks that um, that uh, uh, the uh, getting back at the people in the deep state, retribution is a bad thing. And to Trump supporters and uh, people who are angry about the deep state and what they've done to us, they don't think retribution is a negative. They want retribution. That's one of the main platforms of voters who are going to vote for Donald Trump is retribution. It's not about, you know, coming in and, you know, shooting everybody or, you know, doing what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would do in an action movie. It's about holding those accountable who pulled all this crap on us. And that's going to have to be a part of it. That's going to be, have to be a part of any campaign. If it's going to be Ron DeSantis, he's going to have to say that we cannot return to business as usual. We cannot return to business as usual. We can't come on and be like Mitt Romney and be all smiles and sunshine and defend the deep state and talk about the debt ceiling and talk about this social security and talk about this and that because nobody cares. Because right now we're on the the brink of bankruptcy. Our country is on the brink of bankruptcy. Right now, 60 plus percent of the American people say there should be no give and take with regard to the cutting the the, uh, spending with the new budget. People think that the government lives too high on the hog. And I got to tell you, I think most people are saying, you know what, we're tired of being told that it's going to be the end of the world if the United States defaults. We're tired of being told that uh, we need more of your money to cover our malfeasance and our bullcrap and all of the, all the irresponsible spending we've done. And I think that if people look at themselves and their lives in the mirror and realize how much less they have, how much less freedom, how much less, less money, how much more work they're having to do to just put food on the table, then I would venture to say that retribution is a pretty damned good option so we will see and whoever goes to dc as the candidate cannot be a rhino cannot be a gop establishment candidate or be perceived as that that's why nikki haley will never be the candidate that's why mike benz will never be the candidate that's just the way it is i'm telling you you can disagree if you want Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero, but Ron DeSantis, he's going to be the candidate. He's going to have to go to Washington D.C. and say one of his first orders of business is to hold those accountable who did all this in the FBI and the CIA and the DHS and the CDC and the HHS. That's going to have to be a major 
part of it, or he won't get the votes. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. You want to listen to The Rob Carson Show podcast today. Dave Rubin was on last hour. Uh, He is a uh, conservative thought leader. I greatly appreciate his take on a lot of things. We absolutely disagree on the 2024 election, but that's awesome. It's awesome! And by the way, if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear people who are wrong when they call. It's, uh, I'm just joking. 800-922-6680. I'm kidding. I prefer to hear people who disagree with me sometimes. Not all the times. I like people who call up and say, hey, you know, whatever, and they maybe explore some avenues that I haven't gone in the uh, thought process and whatnot. So uh, I encourage all of you to call. It's, uh, it's, how we, uh, it's how we roll here on this here radio show. Uh, my friend Jim Gossett, who does uh, the comedy on this radio show, sent me something this morning I have not even heard yet, but I trust him so much that I'm going to go ahead and play it. This is about uh, Christopher Ray, the uh, head of the FBI and the very crooked FBI, who, among other things, we found out that Operation Crossfire Hurricane was based on a lie. There was never any Russia collusion by Donald Trump. And then also we found out at the same time that the FBI dropped four criminal investigations into Hillary and Bill Clinton and their crooked foundation. Isn't that weird? Here's Jim Gossett. The FBI's been corrupted Breaking every law on the books Willie! That deep state top to bottom Yeah, the FBI is filled with crooks Pretty much. It's time to fire Christopher Ray. Put him in jail and throw the key away. That's a good idea, actually. Just like Comey and McCabe, they should be doing time. It's a matter if they're held accountable. They spied on Trump Tower in order to help Hillary. By far the big scandal in our nation's history <laughs> it's time to fire christopher ray fire them all we hope and pray mm-hmm. to let any of them stay would be a crime there you go that is uh, new from jim gossett I'll just throw the whistling in there from uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. Uh, but that is from Jim Gossett. And, and by the way, if you want to check out Jim Gossett's Patreon page and help him out, just go to uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jim Gossett Comedy. So uh, KT McFarland is a friend of this show. And one of the reasons why I like her is because she is worth her salt. She is very, uh, she's an amazing person. She has an incredible experience. By the way, she was also nearly destroyed by the deep state going after she and her husband. She literally had to move out of the country after she was part of the uh, the uh, Trump uh, uh, administration. But anyway, she claims that the FBI, CIA, and GOJ will rig the 2024 presidential election after successfully rigging the 2016 and 2020 elections. Now, they did successfully rig the 2020, 2016 election uh, in favor of 
well, Donald Trump ended up winning, but they were able to cover up Hillary Clinton's absolute corruption from four criminal investigations into the Clinton Foundation by the FBI canceled. Then the FBI literally working with the Clinton campaign to take the Steele dossier to a FISA court and surveil the Trump campaign transition team and presidency. All of that should result in the FBI, the, the upper echelon of the FBI being fired and face criminal charges and Hillary Clinton the same. All face criminal charges for this. Then they continued in 2020 and they managed to throw that election. So the, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that the uh, charges should be even more severe and the punishments should be even more severe. But here is KT McFarland talking about what's afoot in our deep state with regard to the last two elections and the coming one. We now have black and white evidence that the FBI interfered in the 2016 election. And then when they failed to get their candidate elected, Hillary Clinton, then they just set out to destroy the Trump administration. Yes. So then go back, go up to 2020. It was the CIA this time that got involved in the 2020 election with those 51 former intel agents who talked about the Hunter Biden laptop. Remember when the media used to say that, uh, uh, you know, election fraud was disinformation and misinformation? Remember that? Well, right now, right here, what you just heard, that is verifiable proof that the election system in this country has been adulterated by the deep state and is consequently unfair and consequently I would venture to say that election results with the deep state choosing a candidate and citing them then those election results are not valid total Russian disinformation mm. so they've gotten away with it for two elections they're for sure gonna get away with it try to get away with it in 24 right because there's no consequence the difference is in 2024 the evidence is there we now have the Durham investigation we have all the congressional investigations there is now hard evidence that there was election interference by the U.S. intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice. They've got to be terrified, those individuals have to be terrified that a Republican president comes in in the 2024 election with a Republican attorney general, investigates them and charges them all with the crimes they've committed over the last eight years. Yeah, and that's why I think that the deep state, uh, that's why they're saying MAGA Republicans about everything, because the only person I could see right now who holds the people responsible for all of this would be Donald Trump. That's why they keep saying MAGA, 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 MAGA about everything. Donald Trump's in the rearview mirror, man. They've tried to get him. They, they, they impeached him twice, one time after he left the White House. First time ever that somebody had been impeached after leaving the White House. Then the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago. First time that they've searched a president's uh, uh, residence since uh, in, in history. And then, of course, Alvin Bragg indicted the president when he left office. First time that has happened since uh, Ulysses S. Grant for riding too fast in, in Washington, D.C. on a horse. I'm not kidding, by the way. So clearly, the deep state does not want Donald Trump to be the president of the United States. Uh, duh. It should be very obvious at this point. Let's go to uh, Roger in Hutchinson, Kansas, the state where I call home right now. Hello, my friend. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hello, Rob. I guess I jumped the line. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Go ahead. What's going on? Oh, listen. Yeah, I heard this morning on the, uh, I call him a little dweeb, Kilmeade on his program. He yes. had some guy that was either a chief of staff or an advisor, and he was touting, uh, what's his name, Tim Scott. And really, you know, and, you know, he said, well, uh, Trump did some good things. However, 
he's no good. And all the good things he did, he forgets that the man is the one that did it. But anyway, what he was doing was touting them. And then he mentioned who he was. Like I said, he was the chief of staff or advisor for Romney and Ryan. Let me think. How's my confidence in that pair? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you got Ryan and Romney involved, I want nothing to do with your candidate. So there you go. And I will venture to say also, Roger, that that's all that anybody needed to hear about Tim Scott. If, in fact, it is true, then uh, he done. He has no chance. I mean, he really doesn't have a chance. But when you throw that in there, then I know he really doesn't have a a chance. Anybody affiliated with Romney or Ryan are toast. They are toast. Thanks for the call. Let's go to James in Alabama. All right, bye, bye, buddy. James in Albuquerque. How you doing there, James? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good. How you doing? Hey, those of us that live in Realville, we knew that once Donald Trump came down the escalator that the lies were going to start, and they haven't stopped ever since against Trump. So Trump's been right on everything. So uh, people like Dave Rubin need to understand and I don't know why they can't get this. They're either part of the establishment or the swamp. Why the establishment is pushing Ron DeSantis. There's a reason for that. And, and those of us that have supported Trump and will continue, the 60-plus million people will continue to support Donald Trump. He will be the nominee for our party. These people are just don't want anything good for this country, and Trump has done everything right. I don't care. They could bring Ronald Reagan from the dead. We, Trump supporters, will continue to support Trump no matter what because we truly believe, like you told Plant, or I mean uh, Ruben, that, uh, that uh, it was stolen in 2020. That it, it, there's no James, way people— Let me ask you this, James. For, for Biden. It, Here's the problem uh, that that Dave said that it, it doesn't hold any weight with people who support Donald Trump or the MAGA agenda. Uh, one of them was retribution. James seemed, or uh, Dave seems to think that the word retribution is is negative. It's not, James. You know as well as I do. That's what we want for all of these abuses. I want retribution Absolutely. for my daughters. I want rep- retribution for my daughter's high school experience uh, destroyed by some idiots who who parroted nonsense about a virus. I want I. I want retribution for the southern border. I want retribution for the 75,000 people who died of fentanyl overdoses, most of them between 12 and, and 40 years old. I want retribution. And then, and then he also mentioned something about mean tweets. Mean tweets don't mean D-word. Donald Trump hasn't been on Twitter in in two years or three years. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. That's you why know, I, I think I, I disagree I with Dave. I'm just I telling vote, you. I vote for policy, and, 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 yeah. and Trump did everything right for this country is uh, for policy yeah well james i want retribution and i yeah, want so somebody I. who who is a little mean right back to them because you know what hey, if somebody uh, what, just what, lays what, there can i ask you to do me a favor uh, on uh, newsmax what's what do you want me to do? i'll hang up is you know Play at uh, newsmax. the chris plant i know he's your buddy he's a good guy and all that but we don't want to see the five there, you know, on this show. Four, four, four Republicans and one communist because they give these Democrats a platform to put lies out there. I don't want to hear yeah. that on Newsmax. Well, hopefully I will make it to D.C. to be a panelist on that show. <laughs> then I'll give, I'll give the lone Democrat a little what fur because they're, they're yeah, treating him with kid gloves. Thank you. They're, yeah, they're treating him with kid gloves on that show. <laughs> and he's spewing nonsense is what Democrats do. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm not meaning to sound mean-spirited in any way, shape, or form, but a, a patriotic Americans want retribution. Absolutely. They do. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. Let's, let's get rid of Jason. We want Trump back in there. And, All right. and he's the only one that's going to do it because if you put somebody other than him, even the, all the, the whole long list of Republicans running now, yeah. I just don't feel <laughs> that they have what Trump has given us as president. There's no way. Trump has to go back and, like people, many people have said, finish the job. And, All right, bro. And then hopefully, you know who I'd like to see as his running mate is uh, is Carrie Lake. I, I love her. I know. Trump in a female <laughs> you know. That would make the left explode. Just go. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. This is what Brian uh, Byron Donald said uh, on CNBC over the weekend. Byron Donalds does support Donald Trump, and one of the reasons why he would vote for Donald Trump for president. If I can get it to play, hold on one second. And it does not apparently want to play. Let me try one more time. Here it is. To me, it's not really about Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis. It's about what America needs. And that's where I've been really since day one. We, I talked a little bit about foreign policy in the last block. Mm -hmm. We have a situation right now where Russia's on the move and China is on the move. We need somebody who can step in day one, look at Vladimir Putin, look at Xi Jinping and say, okay, enough. I'm back. We're going to get everything in the way DeSantis has before. that ability. Do you think Tim Scott has that? Do you think Nikki Haley has that? Do you think Mike Pence has any of that? Uh, I'll just answer, nah. I think it's going to take him time. I think there's only one person who has that ability right now, and it's Donald Trump. And for all the naysayers who would say, oh, he's unpredictable, oh, we don't know what he's going to do, right. let's be very clear. When he was president of the United States, the world was in a much safer place. Nobody can say that the world is safer now than when it was when he was president. So it should be a big week, and we'll see if Dave uh, Rubin is right when DeSantis throws in hat, his hat in the ring, what happens to the polling. And you know what? Uh, whatever happens, happens, right? As long as somebody goes to D.C. to turn this thing around. To save the country. Number one on the list. We are in an existential crisis. The GOP candidate has to recognize that and bring that to the fore as the number one issue on the agenda. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's The Rob Carson Show. Sometimes you wonder how uh, incompetent people can keep their jobs. It seems to be a little bit more problematic with people in government. It's harder to get rid of them. But uh, a printer error turned almost a million registered voters in Nassau County, New York, Democrat. Huh, isn't that weird how that happens? It never happens against Republicans. No, 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 no. Printer uh, reportedly botched 976,000 voter registration cards and labeled every one of them as a Democrat. It's just a little mistake. That was repeated 976,000 times. Republicans make up over 60% of registered voters in Nassau County, which left many conservatives in the county feeling absolutely blindsided by the error. Here's a little bit of the, uh, the report, the news report about Democrats bleeping with the elections. If you check your mailbox in Nassau County, you'll likely find one of these, your voter information card. But look closely at your party it will likely say Democrat, regardless if you're registered as one or not. It's done nothing. I mean, honestly, if you look at the 2016 and the 2020 elections, you should have nothing. No, you should have everything to worry about. A little weird. That's not acceptable. It's a little scary. Yeah, Just a right. little. A little scary. After 2016 and 2020, it's a little scary. Really? It's a typo designating the Democratic Party 
on the information card of nearly one million NASA. It's just a, it's a typo that just makes your registration as a Democrat, and they only did it 976,000 times. County voters. I want to let the public know that we are aware of this circumstance and that we have been assured that uh, this situation is going to be resolved. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman, who's a Republican, says the calls from Republican and conservative voters are pouring in. How come I'm being identified as a Democrat? Who changed my registration? And they're quite upset about it. Blakeman believes it's an error by the mailing house vendor that the Board of Elections used called Phoenix Graphics, based out of Rochester. He says the company admitted to making a mistake. That's neglect. I mean... And that's just a malfeasance. That's just idiocy. And honestly, a Phoenix Graphics, to send out, honestly, what sort of company is charged with sending out uh, voter registrations to people around the county and 976,000 times gets the wrong party involved? Or at least 60% of that does that. Really? Please, not good enough, not good enough. Excuses, not good enough. Almost a million times. That isn't a mistake. You don't make a mistake 976,000 times. You don't do it. Unbelievable. See, this is what I'm talking about, retribution. This is why people are pissed off. They keep getting fed a line of crap. And this is just the latest. Oh, well, you know, guys, I know that all the votes came in. Millions of votes came in the next morning after the elections and after the five battleground states shut down the vote counting mysteriously. And, and there was a, a, you know, a, a water main break in the place in uh, Georgia. That, and then it wasn't a, a water main break. In fact, they just hustled everybody out and they just kept running the same ballots through the machines over and over again. But other than that and the thousands of affidavits, there's nothing there. Just kind of done with it. Right? Done being played. I'm done being played. You should be done being played. 976,000 ballots does not a mistake make. It is much bigger than that. They need to fire the people involved. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Mike in Nottingham. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What do you want to talk about today? Hi, Rob. Real quickly, I'm 100% behind uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he did the greatest things for America in his four years. The border was at the most secure as it has ever been in U.S. history. He gave us energy independence on our way to energy dominance, uh, record low unemployment, record low uh, inflation. I do want retribution, and I have a dinner bet that he will not only get the Republican nomination, uh, but he will uh, win uh, with a minimum of 85 million uh, votes nationwide. He'll win the Electoral College, and uh, he will be uh, number 47. So you're saying that he'll get 85 million votes like he did in 2020? <laughs> minimum. minimum. <clears throat> All right. Th thanks for the call, Mike. I do appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. Uh, we do not have time for Christopher and Catonsville. I want you to hold on there, Christophe, because I've got some uh, news about uh, subway hero Daniel Penny. A lot of people are coming out and saying, yeah, he's a hero. Also, the uh, black only 
graduation ceremony at UC Berkeley went about as well as expected. And then a uh, legislator from Nebraska, my home state, made a complete fool of herself, but she's too stupid to realize she's a fool. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and are in down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. First time I went to New York was... uh, couple years ago never been to new york city before and my initial um analysis and observation was i could see why people considered this to be one of the greatest cities in the history of the world at one time not so much anymore and unfortunately new yorkers keep uh, electing idiots and uh, Bill de Blasio was a communist idiot with an idiot wife who took about a billion taxpayer dollars, said they were going to help out those with uh, mental illness and didn't do anything. Didn't do a damn thing, actually. They don't even know where the money went. And so that's why one of the reasons why this uh, this uh, Daniel Petty case happened in New York, because the uh, the homeless and the uh, dangerously mental, mentally ill and the criminal are constantly being let out. Thanks to not only a stupid mayor, but also a district attorney that has done his level best to uh, let people who have committed crimes out of jail early. Witness says that uh, Daniel Penny was a hero. He saved a lot of people this way, this day. So not only is Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg wrong for prosecuting, but Daniel Penny is a hero for his actions. Apparently, one of his, uh, his the witnesses on the train says he protected numerous individuals who could otherwise have been uh, harmed. He's a hero, said a passenger. It was self-defense, and I believe in my heart that he saved a lot of people that day who could have gotten hurt. I'm sitting on the train reading a book. All of a sudden, I hear someone spewing this rhetoric. Rhetoric. I said, I don't care if, I, if the, the, the person noticed that Daniel Penny, or not Daniel Penny, but the uh, 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 Neely uh, was actually saying, um, hello, uh, I don't care if I have to kill an effer. I will. I'll go to jail. I'll take a bullet. That's what he was screaming. Now, he has 42 prior arrests between 2013 and 2021, including four for assault. At the time of his death, he had an active warrant for felony assault in connection with a physical altercation in 2021. Of course, Al Sharpton said at his funeral, because you know that's what he does best. He's Action Jackson. He and, uh, and Jesse Jackson, they just spring to, into action when there's a funeral that they can take advantage of so they can enrich themselves, but they have done nothing for the black community in all of the time that they have been high-profile people now wearing $10,000 suits. During the funeral on Friday, Al Sharpton said, when they choked Jordan, they put their arms around all of us. No, they didn't. Not at all. The Boston Globe accused Republicans of financing financing white vigilantism. By the way, uh, $2.7 million in his Give Sin Go fundraising campaign. I hope that it takes care of him for the rest of his life. Um, let's see, uh, this had nothing to do with race. Penny says, I, I judged a person based on uh, character. I'm not a white supremacist. It's the way I've always been. I've, I've always judged people on their, their character and not on the color of their skin. Says you can tell by my past and all my travels and adventures around the world. I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. He's been to Kuwait, Oman, Bahrain, Jordan, Greece, other places. He says he's a normal guy. Since I was living in the East Village, I take a subway multiple times a day. I think the New York transit system is the best in the world. I've been all over the world. And then uh, Penny's attorney, Thomas Kenneth, said that fellow F-train passengers were thankful for the uh, the ex-Marine jumping into action. 
said, I can tell you that the threats, the menacing, the terror that Jordan Neely introduced to the train had already been well documented. I don't know if it's going to be controversial. There are numerous witnesses from all over different walks of life will absolutely have no, uh, no motive to do anything other than to recount what actually happened. They are uniform in their recollection of events. With regard to the death of Neely, Neely's uh, uh, Penn's uh, lawyer said, I'm deeply saddened by the loss of life. It's tragic that happened to him. Hopefully we can change the systems that so desperately failed us. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, Jordan Neely, uh, it's sad that he's dead, but New York is a safer place without him. It, 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 undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. He's a hero. He is a hero. New York City has lost two million lost nearly a half a million residents in two years just for this. High taxation, soft on crime, nonsense, nonsense. I, I love New York City. When I, when I know of it, uh, I enjoy it there. I've got some real problems with walking into a Duane, Duane Reed pharmacy and having everything locked up uh, with people urinating in front of people near Times Square on the sidewalk with homeless people walking all over, including behind you, and you going, what the hell's going on? Guy mumbling in the middle of the street, among other things. Weed smell everywhere. People sleeping in ATM vestibules. I mean, I, you know. And it's even worse in places like San Francisco. I mean, uh, close the doors, man. San Francisco's none. Let's say turn stuff around. And then Eric Adams is calling for migrants to be sent everywhere uh, into the country, saying that uh, sanctuary cities shouldn't just bear the brunt of, of uh, illegals being uh, brought into the country by policy. Well, no, I say tough bleep, said the kitty. If you're a sanctuary city, you should be overrun. Right now, New York, a town of what, 10 million people, 8 million people, whatever, has 60,000 illegals coming in. So what is that a percentage of the population? Like under 5%? How about El Paso, where twice the population, maybe even more than that, has come through El Paso? So you know what? The only way to really make things even is to send about 10 million illegals to New York City, don't you think? Don't you think that'd be the same? Because that's what El Paso's going through. Here is Eric Adams on Meet the Press. Yeah, they need to send uh, illegals to every city in America. Well, guess what? Every city in America, well, we're not as stupid as, uh, as people who run New York City being you. And so it's your problem. You got the policy. You deal with it. You deal with the repercussions of saying stupid crap, like we want to defund the police or we want to be a sanctuary city for illegals. On the question of decompression, would it be more helpful if it was the federal government directing where migrants are moved to throughout the United States instead of you as New York City's mayor trying to figure out where you can send them within your state? Yes, it would. We it's not America's problem. It is sanctuary cities and states' problems. States who say no to illegal immigration, they're not the problem. 108,000 cities, villages, towns, uh, if everyone takes a small portion of that, and if it's coordinated uh, at the... No, because we didn't ask for it. You did. ...border to ensure that those who are coming here uh, to this country in a lawful manner is actually uh, moved mm -hmm. throughout the entire country. It is not a burden on one city. And Did he say a lawful manner? Nobody coming across the border is coming along across lawfully. I must need to be clear. Uh, we received over 70,000 uh, migrant asylum seekers uh, in our city. 42,000 are still in our care. 
If yeah. this is properly handled at the border level, oh, this issue can be resolved while we finally get Congress. Yeah, you shut down the damn border. That's the problem. Or that's the, that's the solution. It's not America's problem. It's Joe Biden's problem. And it's cities and states that have said they're going to be sanctuary cities. It's their problem. The rest of us say, screw it. You're not welcome here. Sorry. It's just the way it is. It's nothing cruel or mean about it. You know, when was the last time you went to Mexico and went across the border illegally and told them in Cancun, yeah, I want my hotel room for free indefinitely? How long do you suppose that would last? This is uh, Suffolk County Representative Nick Lalota blasting Mayor Adams for uh, trying to deport illegals from uh, New York City, his sanctuary city, into other places in the country. And this is the kind of reaction that should happen from all sorts of people who say no to this illegal border incursion and uh, and to sanctuary cities distributing the pain that they've allowed to come here into other cities. New York City has made those policy choices. Their elected officials have not only put those choices into law, they have held press conferences bragging about that. They have made those choices. Predictably, their resources have now become overrun. Homeless folks, veterans, mentally impaired, people who are suffering from substance abuse now have less or no resources because of the predictable reaction of so many people coming to New York City for those sanctuary city policies. I say to the mayor of New York City, sir, put your money where your mouth is. Yes. You have made those choices to make New York City a sanctuary city. Those are your choices, sir. Now it's time for you to put up the money and the resources to accept the consequences of those public choices. Suffolk County has put itself, via the elected officials behind me, on a different trajectory. We have different values that honor law-abiding citizens and taxpayers before anybody else. Boom, there you go. Oh, did you hear the city of Tacoma has recorded a staggering drop in the number of homicides? Did you know that? Do you know why? Because they refunded the dang police. Idiots. Sanctuary City, defund the police. Those are the idiotic, uh, uh, idealistic ruminations of leftists. And they uh, were clearly going to fail at the get-go, and they did predictably. That doesn't mean the rest of us have to suffer with it. But this is what Tacoma City Manager said, that uh, overall crime has plummeted compared to last year. Citywide figures for all crime, January to May 14, 2022, showed 13,700. 37 offenses committed. That's down, or actually uh, down, yeah, uh, from the previous uh, reporting period. And uh, they uh, have hired a bunch of police, refunded the police after cutting the police department by $30 million. And what happens? Crime goes down. I know, I know. More police means less crime. It's a big surprise to all of us. It's like closing your window when it's raining. It'll keep you dry. I never knew. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been driving with an open window forever. Uh, let's go to uh, Chuck in Laurel, Maryland. Hello, Chuck. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hello, Rob. This is a first time. This is a very much a treat because I have listened to you since day one, since August of <laughs> a year and a half ago. Now coming on two years. Thank you, sir. And I'm a Rush Limbaugh disciple. Very good, sir. And my 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 thought is that your your guest before, you know, doesn't mention the fact that the Santas a couple weeks ago was. Uh, pictured with Jeb Bush when he was doing his tour of Europe, which nobody really seemed to care about. Um, he, there's no way that DeSantis can run and not take Bush's money, which yeah. makes him the establishment candidate. 
All right, Chuck. Right. And that's and that's the thing I'm going to tell you with with Trump voters. All it takes is a photo with DeSantis on stage, and his candidacy is over for Trump voters. Yep, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. I, I'm, not, I'm just being honest. You're, you're photographed on stage with getting glad-handed with one of the Bushes. It's not going to end well for you. Uh, you know, and there's some other troubling things. Ron DeSantis has said that he believes that climate change is real. Man-made climate change is real. I don't. You know why? Because it's a bunch of crap. It is. Just look at these statistics. Pay attention. Smell the air. Realizing that us shutting down our manufacturing ability and buying stupid electric cars won't make any difference. Think about the trillions that have been spent on climate change. Trillions of dollars that have been spent on climate change in our country. And yet, supposedly the storms are still getting more severe. Well, why are we wasting our frigging money then? Oh no, it's not happening, you see. Nobody's talking about California. California was a desert for a couple of years. You know why? Because it happens. Because they go through dry spells. And then they add massive snowfall, which is not out of, out, of, uh, the, out of question. It happens all the time. And all the dry lake beds, they filled up again. You know why? Because they were lake beds. <sighs> Florida had a, a hurricane last year. Hurricanes happen in Florida, yet we've got a government that says that there are climate refugees coming to America for climate change. Well, how the hell are they coming to America when we got uh, unpredictable weather in California and, and hurricanes in Florida? Shouldn't people from Florida be going to South and Central America? Wouldn't that make more sense? Well, of course it would, because what they're spewing is nonsense. It's the opposite of sense. All right, I do want to share the audio of the UC Berkeley black-only graduation ceremony. I know, I know. Separate graduations for black people from white people. We've done this before, but this time, well, actually, no. Again, the Democrats are behind it. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the uh, UC Berkeley did a uh, black-only uh, graduation ceremony. Despite uh, their the civil rights laws that forbid racial segregation. See, they haven't learned history, so they want to repeat it. I, I would venture to say that just for bleeps and giggles, I'd say, you know, here's the deal. You, you see Berkeley wants to make up for the sins of our racist past by doing separate drinking fountains and bathrooms for black and white people. And just see if anybody catches it. I kind of doubt they will, to be honest. I, I kind of doubt they will. Anyway, they held this uh, this uh, black-only graduation ceremony in defiance of, uh, of civil rights uh, laws. And this is one of the people being uh, introduced on the stage to kind of give you an idea what it's all about. Uh, uh, and, and I want you to just listen to the student being introduced and the reaction to the student being introduced. Okay, so he's uh, walking across the stage. He's jumping up and down. He's doing the black power salute. Even though he went to, you know, an all-black department at UC Berkeley. Uh, Amos Anderson said, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Receiving a Bachelor of Arts in Disciplinary Studies field, Political Economy, legal studies and african-american studies he said disbursement and allocation reparations for african-americans 
and opportunity. Okay. So if I were a business owner uh, and I got a resume from uh, one of the people who attended the Black Only Celebration uh, and the African American Studies Department at UC Berkeley, I would say uh, I wouldn't hire the graduate. And the reason being isn't racism. The reason being is you've got kids walking across the stage who have a massive chip on their shoulder. And if you are a business owner, you would say, do I want somebody who blames all of his problems on something that happened 160 years ago? Do I want somebody who is going to come to this business and if I attempt to correct them or discipline them or relieve them of their jobs, uh, they will sue my asses into oblivion using the cudgel of racism? Right? Isn't that what you would do? Well, it's racist. No, it's not. No, 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 no. But look what you're doing when you're when you're separating blacks from whites at a black only celebration. You are telling uh, black students that all of their faults are not their faults. All of their problems are not their problems. They will never succeed anywhere in the United States because it is so racist. Do you want to hire that person? with that much baggage to come into your workplace and tell you that uh, I'm in charge now, and if you try to fire me or discipline me, I'm just going to waive racism and the possibility of a lawsuit. Do you see how this is going to backfire? And I think it's a damn tragedy because I've been a voice for black Americans, particularly inner city kids, for 30 years of my career. And then they do this stupid crap. And I'm not talking about the black students. I'm talking about the people in charge. Let's go to Christopher in Cadenceville, Maryland. You got the last call of the day. My brother, go right ahead. Uh, well, my thing about the President Trump, and uh, if he doesn't, well, let's, uh, I have an illness. Every time I see somebody else out there, one of those candidates, my jokester puts Liz Cheney's face on their head and, and her <laughs> saying, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure, you know, to keep dangerous Trump away from the White House. Yeah. And that's a... That's, that's that's why it has to be Trump. Yeah. Well, Christopher, I uh, I'm all for bringing as many people into the uh, into the race as possible right. and let the chips fall where they may. I know what my gut tells me, and I know what Trump supporters yeah. tell me. And I got to tell you, unless uh, uh, upsetting the balance of power in Washington D.C. is number one on their uh, list, platform. Yeah. Right then they're there. done. Uh, then they're done. Thanks for the call, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh, and then Brittany Griner says she's definitely going to stand for the national anthem from now on. She said, what I went through and everything just means a little bit more to me now. So I want to be able to stand. I was literally in a cage in Russia and I could not stand the way I wanted to. Brittany Griner realizes that America is the greatest place on the planet. And like so many stupid movements of the left, she realizes it was foolish. It was foolish. All right, let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, have a glorious day. Make sure to check out Newsmax tonight, up four weeks in a row over CNN. All right, I will see you there. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid.